You're listening to Radio Maria, a Christian voice in your home. It's 11.01 Central Time, 12.01 Eastern Time. We now bring you pro-life activism from creation to death with Jim Sedlak. Hello and welcome to pro-life activism from creation to death. This is a program that is intended for all those involved in the struggle to build a culture of life in the United States. Each week, we bring you up-to-date information on what is happening around the country, and we frequently have guests on the program to bring you relevant information. Today, we'll be focusing on the breaking news this week of Planned Parenthood uh, trying to separate itself from its founder, Margaret Sanger. Uh, it is an interesting story that has been unfolding for several years, but came to a head this week. And we want to fill you in on that and, and give you some insights into what's going on. Uh, but before we get into today's program, uh, we want to begin our program the way we always begin our program. And that is by asking you to say a Hail Mary together with me to ask the Blessed Mother to shower God's graces on all involved in today's program so that our discussion will lead us to the message that she wants each of us to get at this moment. And so if you would join me, please. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thank you so much for saying that prayer with me. It is always a good idea whenever you are starting a new activity during the day to spend a, just a short time in prayer uh, to the Blessed Mother to ask her to shower God's graces on what it is that you're trying to do. And that's why we begin each of our programs with the Hail Mary. Okay, uh, the the pro-life world, the pro-abortion world, the the, the uh, pro-choice world, if you like to use those words, was uh, shocked uh, to some extent uh, Tuesday of this week when Planned Parenthood of Greater New York, which is the Planned Parenthood that operates some 20-plus abortion facilities in the boroughs of New York City and in, basically in surrounding counties, when they announced that they were removing the name of Margaret Sanger from their primary abortion facility, which is on Bleecker Street in the uh, borough of Manhattan. It had been known until Tuesday of this week as the Margaret Sanger Manhattan Center. The name Margaret Sanger was, is, of course, uh, has been for since its beginning one of reverence within Planned Parenthood. She, she founded the organization in 1916. Uh, she led the organization until the, the 40s, where she then, you know, moved to international efforts and stuff. And, and there were other presidents that, that came in after her. But she was the founder. She was the, the one that everybody pointed to. And she was the, the rebel, if you will, who, who got this whole thing established. Uh, the pro-life community, of course, has uh, pointed out the, the problems with Margaret Sanger and the fact that she was, in fact, a racist. She was a eugenicist. She, she advocated for the elimination of all those that she considered unfit and the the Negro population is what, you know, the, the black population was called during her heyday in the 20s and 30s. The Negro population was one that she clearly identified as one that needed to be gotten rid of. 
And she once proposed that the unfit people, of which the Negroes were, were part of what she described as unfit, should have their choice of sterilization or confinement on a farm for the rest of their lives. This is contained in, in Margaret Sanger's plan for peace in the 1930s. So she was very overt about it. When she wrote her, her autobiography in the 1930s, she talked about how well she was received when she gave a talk to the women of the Ku Klux Klan in New Jersey. And in fact, how after her talk, they loved her so much that she was invited to do another dozen talks at other similar gatherings around the country. And so Sanger was, was clearly one who, who was opposed to the black community, was targeting the black community. And in 1939, she instituted what she called her Negro Project. And her Negro Project was to send a group of black ministers that they had educated around the southern states in the United States to convince black parents not to have any more children. And that was the whole purpose of the Negro Project. It was to reduce the black population. The evidence of, of her racism is just, you know, rampant. Even today, there's an order, a pro-life organization called Life Issues Institute. And they did a study of, you know, where Planned Parenthood today locates its abortion facilities what they determined, and there's a report on their website, and again, it's Life Issues Institute, that they found that the Planned Parenthood facilities, the abortion facilities of Planned Parenthood, were located close to or within walking distance of minority communities, including black communities, uh, all across the country. And in some of their studies, they did the study several times. Some of the studies showed 62 percent of the Planned Parenthood abortion facilities were in walking distance of minority communities. Others showed that it could be as many as 79 percent depending on you know when the study was done. So the racist nature of the organization is something that uh, is well known. And this week, Planned Parenthood basically admitted that. Right? They, they came out with, a, with an announcement, and this was an announcement by Planned Parenthood of Greater New York. It's one of 49 affiliates of Planned Parenthood, but it is the one that ran the only clinic in the country that still maintained Margaret Sanger's name on the clinic. There were others through the years, but they have all, you know, since changed their names. But this was the last one. It was the one in New York City where Margaret Sanger founded Planned Parenthood. Um, she founded it in Brooklyn, New York, back in 1916. This one had particular significance uh, to it. And it was just absolutely stunning that Planned Parenthood should come out and do this. And we're going to tell you why it happened. It's, it's not that it was a total surprise, but the fact that they would come out and they would they would say what they said and, and uh, you know, be as clear. You know, usually when Planned Parenthood does these kinds of things, they're uh, – you know, little, little suspect in the way they present it. They try to put the best face they can on it. But uh, clearly, uh, in this case, they just came right out and said it. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to give you a couple of quotes 
that were in the, the press release that announced the taking off the, the Sanger name. And the reason I'm going to you know, take these quotes, and I hope I don't bore you with them, and they're only you know, a few sentences long. They're not really long quotes. But it is important to see exactly what they said because that was part of the, of the – a little bit of the surprising part was exactly what they said. So they announced this on, on Tuesday of this week. The announcement was, was put out by the board chair of Planned Parenthood of, of Greater New York. Her name is Karen Seltzer. Uh, and she said, and now I'm going to quote her, she said, the removal of Margaret Sanger's name from our building is both a necessary and overdue step to reckon with our legacy and acknowledge Planned Parenthood's contributions to historical reproductive harm within communities of color. Okay, so she is admitting that Margaret Sanger and Planned Parenthood contributed to the harm, reproductive harm for communities of color. Okay, and then she went on to say, again, quote, Margaret Sanger's concerns and advocacy for reproductive health have been clearly documented, but so, too, has her racist legacy. There is overwhelming evidence for Sanger's deep belief in eugenic ideology, end quote. Okay, so she goes on to say, hey, you know, Sanger, you know, was a racist. She was a eugenicist. The eugenics basically is the philosophy uh, and, and as implemented um, in making a better society by, by getting rid of all the defective individuals. And that's what Sanger did. That's what she tried to do. Sanger's program, which was then echoed by Planned Parenthood and carried forward by Planned Parenthood, uh, simply said that if you, if you were you know, handicapped in any way or if you were ill – particularly with, with a you know, serious, uh, uncurable illness, that you should not be allowed to have children because you're only going to pass on these bad genes to your offspring, and we want to put a stop to that. So it was a, you know, a significant thing. Planned Parenthood through the years has denied this, has come up with all different kinds of explanations to, plot, to try to show how, no, 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 that's what not, not what Sanger really meant. What she really meant was this, that, or the other thing. And, and they would do it so much and so often that when pro-lifers came out and, and you know, actually stated the truth about Planned Parenthood and the truth about Margaret Sanger, these fact-checking organizations like Snopes and, and all the other ones would, would believe the Planned Parenthood lies and would condemn the, the pro-life statements as, as false. Well, they just admitted Tuesday that all those pro-life statements that all these fact-checkers have been saying is false are true, Right. They, they admitted it. Planned Parenthood's contributions to historical reproductive harm within communities of color, right? Sanger was trying to, to build a you know, white power country. You know, it's, it's easy to see if you, if you looked at the, at the facts. For example, one of the people that Sanger invited on her original board of directors was a gentleman named Lothrop Stoddard. And Stoddard was invited on the board because he had written a very popular book that was called The Rising Tide of Color Against White World Supremacy. Now, you know, what can be more, more clear than that title? And what can be more clear than the fact that Planned Parenthood said, oh, he's one of us. We got to have him on our board. Right. So so they finally admitted this. Right. 
and and is it is it is interesting this week and we're going to talk as i said about why and why now what, what's happening and and yes it has some things to do with what's going on overall in the country but there's there's more to it than that all right now this is planned parenthood of greater new york one of planned parenthood's 49 affiliates uh so what does planned parenthood federation of america think of this okay because you know that's the overall group that's the that's the major uh top group in the United States, all the affiliates are part of the Planned Parenthood Federation of America. And in that same press release that was put out by Planned Parenthood of Greater New York, they have a woman named Melanie Roussel, uh, who is Senior Vice President of Communications and Culture at Planned Parenthood Federation of America, uh, said in the press release that it is it supported the New York affiliates' decision to strike Sanger's name from the center and said, quote, Planned Parenthood is reckoning with our history and working to address historical inequities to better serve patients and our mission, end quote. So not only is the New York affiliate saying, you know, all these truths now about Sanger and about Planned Parenthood, but the national organization, Planned Parenthood Federation of America, is doing the same. And saying, yeah, you know, we, we, we support what they're doing here because, you know, this is, uh, you know, something we have to deal with and we have to uh, confront and we're going to start doing that. And that's why we agree with the name being taken. OK. And, and you say, wow, you know, this is amazing that this should happen. And, of course, the pro-life world is happy that they're finally admitting the truth about Margaret Sanger and that the, that the pro-life community has, in fact, been telling the truth all these years and Planned Parenthood has been lying about the true Margaret Sanger to try to garner support, to try to get political support, to try to get government money, all these kinds of things. And now that the, uh, they, they've recognized the truth, it's not that the truth is coming out because they, the facts have been out there. You know that if, you know, I've been on this program talking with you for seven years and you've heard a lot of this stuff from me over the last seven years. And, and you know, people who, who have attended my talks even before that know that we frequently talked about all this stuff. So it's not that they're revealing something new, but they're acknowledging it's true. And that's the significance this week. Planned Parenthood as an organization is acknowledging it's true. Now, why? Okay, why now? Why did Planned Parenthood issue this report here at the, you know, the middle of July in the year 2020 when this organization was founded in October of 1916? So the organization is, is close to its 104th anniversary, and they're finally coming clean about their founder. Well, there, there's been a number of things going on, and there's been a number of hints that they, they, they you know, really wrestled with all of this and have been wrestling with all of this for years. You know, there's a lot of I'm, I'm listening and reading a lot of analysis of why this happened. And, and some of the analysis is, well, it's because of the Black Lives Matter and it's because of all the protests all across the United States and all of the, everybody being called, et cetera. Well, I'm sure that had something to do with it. But Planned Parenthood has started to make this move years ago. I'll give you a couple of indications that, that we have been looking at for a few years here saying, well, you know, they're about to, to make some changes. Uh, what happened is, is that Planned Parenthood had two major awards that they would give out every year. The, the one, their, their chief, their top award 
uh, was called the Margaret Sanger Award. And that was the big one. That, that's the top one that, that you could win from Planned Parenthood. Uh, they started that award in 1966. And they, they continued that award through the years up until 2016. The last Margaret Sanger Award that they gave out was in 2015. Okay, in 2016, they stopped giving it out and they haven't given out the, the award in any year since then. And so you look at that and say, oh, I wonder why they stopped giving the Margaret Sanger Award. Now, this was being done during the, the time when Cecile Richards was was the chief executive officer of Planned Parenthood Federation of America. She served until she left that job in 2018. So in 2015 and 16, she was there and actively and, and was, you know, the leader of the organization. And so her influence is, is obviously here on this. They stopped giving the Margaret Sanger Award. And that was significant, but they didn't make any big announcement or anything of it. They just stopped giving it and everybody started to notice that. And obviously the first year you say, well, you know, maybe they they just didn't have anybody to give the award to. Because, in fact, if you looked over the years from 1966 through 2015, they actually had two years in there where they didn't give an award in 1999. And in 2002, they didn't award the Margaret Sanger Award. So, you, you know, you get a year and you say, OK, you know, they just didn't have somebody. But when it happens again, you know, and that was 2016, when it happens again in 2017 and again in 2018, et cetera. Now you say, well, you know, this is a this is a major change for something that they've done. Now, you know, winners of these awards, you know, we're, we're generally, you know, um, Hillary Clinton, when she was secretary of state, won the Margaret Sanger Award. Nancy Pelosi, who, you know, is, you know, still prominent in, in Washington, D.C. politics as the Speaker of the House when was presented with the Margaret Sanger Award back in 2014. All right. There are other lot of, of very important people, very popular people who received the Margaret Sanger Award. So these are prominent awards and they, they just stopped giving them. And it's an indication of, well, wait a minute, maybe maybe they're starting to become uncomfortable with Margaret Sanger. And it's not that they renamed the award or anything. They just stopped giving it. Now, there was a second award that they gave out every year, starting in 1978 and again through 2015. And it was called the Maggie Awards. Now, there were several Maggie Awards every year. They're given to media and they're given to the media who ran stories or, or programs that, that Planned Parenthood liked that supported the mission of Planned Parenthood or the ideology of Planned Parenthood. And Planned Parenthood would, would pick a number of media outlets every year and give out the Maggie Awards. In the description of the Maggie Awards, they would say that they, you know the award is named for the founder of Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger. They just called it the Maggie Awards. Uh, and these went to the news media. And every year they would have a list, sometimes three, four different news medias. Uh, some of times it was a dozen or more that they handed out. The, the number varied year to year, but every year they were they were handing them out. Well, they still give out the media awards, but after 2014, they changed the name. And they were no longer called the, the Maggie Awards. They were called the Excellence in Media Awards. Okay. Again, dropping any reference to Margaret Sanger's name uh, as long ago as 2014 for the for the Maggie Awards 
and in 2015 was the last one for the Margaret Sanger Award. So the fact that they're backing away from Margaret Sanger's name was not some startling revelation this week because they had been doing it and they could have just removed Margaret Sanger's name, not made a big deal of it because her name actually was not on the building. It was referred to as the Margaret Sanger Manhattan Health Clinic. That, that's the way they referred to it. So if they had just dropped Margaret Sanger's name off and just kept calling it the Manhattan Health Center, you know, a few people would have noticed, but primarily, you know, it wouldn't cause much attention. But they wanted to call attention to it. That's why they did the press release. They wanted to call attention to it. That's, that's why they, they put these statements in here, because they have come to understand that, that publicly Margaret Sanger is a liability for them now. Now, some of that has to do with what's going on in the country today. Right. Some of it has to do with and with the protests that are going on all across the country. And I'm not talking about the unlawful protests, the violence, the killings, the lootings, all of this stuff. Uh, you know, these are unlawful protests that, that, you know, criminals are doing and need to be stopped. But we're talking about the the legal peaceful protests are calling attention to all of this and Planned Parenthood, knowing their liabilities here, decided it was time to officially make the cut between Margaret Sanger and Planned Parenthood. And so, you know, this is what drove the announcement this week. And so far in this program, we've been talking about the fact that Planned Parenthood officially this week disavowed Margaret Sanger, their founder, admitted that Margaret Sanger was a racist, was a eugenicist, that she uh, targeted minority populations. In their words, in their press release, she targeted people of color. Okay, this was, uh, you know, an official announcement coming out of Planned Parenthood of Greater New York and endorsed by Planned Parenthood Federation of America. So that's what we've been talking about uh, so far. Now, we're we're going to to move now in our discussion from the historical discussion that that we've been talking about and what's happened over the last few years to what's going on in Planned Parenthood today that also contributed to this week's announcements. Okay. Now, what's going on in Planned Parenthood today based on information and, and, and much of it made public by employees of the organization in open letters that have been made public over the last month. Okay. In, on June 18th, the, the employees of Planned Parenthood of Greater New York issued a public letter it was a, a publication of a letter that they had sent to the board of directors of Planned Parenthood of Greater New York. Basically, I mean, there were a lot of things in the letter, and we're not going to get into all the things, but basically to point out and to demand a change in the racist nature by which Planned Parenthood operates its affiliates. The employees of Planned Parenthood of Greater New York, and it has since been confirmed by other affiliates of Planned Parenthood that, yeah, this does happen, happens here too. The the employees of, of Planned Parenthood of Greater New York talked about the fact that despite what Planned Parenthood was saying to the public, people of color within Planned Parenthood were treated very badly. 
they pointed out that people of color in Planned Parenthood don't get paid as much as the whites do, that people of color don't get the advancements that the white people have, and that there are a few people of color who have been put in positions of authority, but it is absolutely clear that those people are there you know, as window dressing, and in fact, some of them are worse on the minority employees than, than, other, than some of the white people. OK, that there is this big racist operation within Planned Parenthood that needs to be stopped. And that was the open letter. And that was what the open letter was about. And it asked for a number of things in the open letter. But we're not I think we talked about the open letter uh, back in June when it was first released. So I'm not going to repeat all of that. And that there are a lot of, of racist problems within Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood is not this wonderful organization where it, it wants everybody to poor people, everybody, people of color, people, you know, white people all come in and they all work together harmoniously, et cetera. That's not what goes on there. Okay, and so you tell a lot by when you get an announcement like Planned Parenthood did of what they choose to include in the announcement. A lot of work, you know, if you if you've been in any organization, you know, a lot of work goes into these press releases. They want the best thing to come out. And so they spend a lot of time trying to figure out, you know, what what quotes do we put in there? And then they read the quotes carefully, et cetera. Well, in their in their uh, press release this week, there is another quote that they included in the press release that is just as telling as the other two that I that I've already mentioned to you. Let me give you that that quote, but let me tell you first of all who this person is. Planned Parenthood of Greater New York has an internal program going on that started last year and is expected to be in place for about three years to try to straighten out the internal problems that I've just kind of described. You know, I, I gave you, I didn't get you all the specifics, but uh, those internal problems. And they call this, this team that is doing this reviving, the reviving radical team. Now, I have no idea why they chose that name, but that's what they call it, the reviving radical team. And one of the members of that team is a Dr. Lynn Roberts. And in addition to being on our team, her day job is that she is the Associate Dean of Student Affairs and Alumni Relations at the City University of New York in New York City. All right. And she works there at the Graduate School of Public Health and Health Policy. OK, so she's an, an important person, important professional person within the the city of New York in the city of New York University. Uh, she is working on this group to try to change the culture inside of Planned Parenthood. And there is a quote in the press release, and I'm going to read the quote to you because, again, it's just so revealing. Uh, she said, I am heartened by the decision by Planned Parenthood of Greater New York to rename its Manhattan Health Center. I am even more encouraged that this symbolic gesture is also accompanied by a deeper commitment to take even bolder steps towards institutional transformation, end quote. Wow. Okay. So, first of all, she said what... what you know, we mentioned in, in, in the last half hour that this renaming of the facility, it, it really doesn't do anything. It could have been done in secret. She calls it a symbolic gesture. OK, so it's just symbolic. It, you know, just renaming the facility doesn't do anything. 
Right? But what Planned Parenthood apparently in Greater New York has this effort called Reviving Radical to try to change its internal culture. And that's why Dr. Roberts says that she is heartened by the, the commitment to take steps towards institutional transformation. In other words, she, she believes that they're going to try really to get this racism and, and eugenics out of the internal operations of Planned Parenthood, where the employees have documented that it is really there and it is really holding back the minority population uh, within the organization, inside the organization, having nothing to do with their clients at that point, but having to do with advancement and working conditions and all of that kind of stuff. And so she is saying in her statement in this same press release that Planned Parenthood has internal problems. And you can bet that these are not just internal problems of this one affiliate. This is systemic across the organization. And we've heard about these problems from Planned Parenthood workers at various affiliates and in various clinics all around the country for years. Right? But now they've chosen to put it into a national press release to let everybody know that Planned Parenthood has all these internal problems that they're fighting. Why? Because they're afraid somebody else is going to come out and talk about it. All right. And, and, and at least they go, yeah, yeah, we know about that. We're, we're addressing that. And you know, we're going to try to get that straightened out. And that's what's happening here. So this is this is the significance of this announcement this week. It's not that they're taking the name off. I mean, yeah, that's that's good. But they could have done that anyway, you know, without ever even saying anything. But now they're trying to really define this as well. Margaret Sanger, she was bad and we're getting rid of her. Okay, and now we're, we're we we also have a bad culture inside the organization, and we're going to take steps to get to to you know shore that up and and to turn that around. Right? So that's the middle of of what they're they're in right now. Okay, now why now? Well, as I said, that letter prompted things. What are they going to do? Okay, a lot of other things ha have happened that once you understand this week. What's going on here? You say, ah, oh, that's why that happened. Let me give you an example. Planned Parenthood just recently, within the last few weeks, named a new permanent CEO. This is Planned Parenthood Federation of America. The national group has named a new permanent CEO. Right? Their last permanent CEO was Dr. Leanna Wen, who was installed uh, in November of uh, 2018. Uh, she lasted in a job about eight months and got fired. Right? Then they put in place an interim temporary president named Alexis McGill Johnson. Right? And, and the plan was that she was to serve until after the 2020 elections, at which time, depending on the results of the election, Planned Parenthood would select a new permanent president and CEO. And what happened is within the last month, Planned Parenthood has announced that Alexis McGill Johnson is now the permanent president of Planned Parenthood. Right? They're not going to wait until after the elections. She is the permanent president of Planned Parenthood. And you say, I wonder what changed. Right? What changed in their operations? What changed and what's going on you know, to, to make that happen? And I'm sure, you know, as with all these kinds of decisions at the corporate level, um, there are a lot of different factors involved. But I can't help but feel 
with all this stuff that they're now admitting about Margaret Sanger and racism and eugenics and about the internal workings of Planned Parenthood and the racist nature of that with white people being advanced and black people and other people of color being held back, that one of the reasons they chose right now to announce Alexis McGill's permanency as the president and CEO of the organization is because she's a black woman. It's, it's got to be in the mix. Right? I'm not saying it's the only reason that she was put in place, that she was announced permanently. But with all this other turmoil going on, with all this internal turmoil, in, in addition to you know having worked for years to try to cover up on Margaret Sanger and eliminating the Margaret Sanger Award and eliminating the Maggie Awards and all this work that has been going on, Planned Parenthood Federation of America says, nah. We need to have a black person running this organization, and we got one as our temporary CEO. Let's make her permanent, okay? And that would help explain the change in direction. So this is what's going on. And, and, and I think, you know, Planned Parenthood is the nation's largest abortion chain. They commit 40% of all the abortions in the United States. They run more abortion facilities than all the other abortionists put together. Right. 52% of the abortion facilities in the United States are run directly by Planned Parenthood. This is the big game in, in the abortion business. They, they are the big name. Okay, They are the $1.6 billion a year corporation that gets $616 million from the government. You and me. Right? The government doesn't have any money. You and me have the money. We send it to the government. They send it to Planned Parenthood. To give you just some insight as to why some of this may be taking place, you know, a lot of it we, we can clearly say that's why it's taking place. Some of it is a little speculation on our part. But the, but the thing here is Planned Parenthood is being forced to tell the truth about its founder. Now, and they're being forced to address r- internal racism that is prevalent within the organization. Now, what can you do about it? Okay. Here, you know, this is pro-life activism. So we've spent, you know, all this time in the show uh, telling you about it, telling you how it came about. You know, what can you do? Well, you know, the, the, uh, the Planned Parenthood facility on Bleecker Street in Manhattan is not the only place in America where Margaret Sanger is remembered and portrayed as a you know a woman to be looked up to okay and so what you can do is is you can look in your communities and and sometimes you know it's it's not obvious sometimes you have to look you know a little hard to find out what's going on but sometimes you can look in your communities okay and you can say well now you know, maybe we ought to do something about this. Uh, let's get Margaret Sanger out. Now, you know, the easy one is that Margaret Sanger's bust is in the Smithsonian Institution in Washington, D.C. They have a bust of Margaret Sanger with a glowing description of her. There are already a number of black pastors who have for years been trying to get Sanger's bust removed from the Smithsonian Institute. This will give impetus for that because now they can say, hey, even Planned Parenthood has admitted that Margaret Sanger is a racist and a eugenicist, and they have taken Margaret Sanger's name not only off their, their clinic in New York City, but also you know off their Margaret Sanger Award, off the Maggie Awards. They're running away from Margaret Sanger. Why should you have a bust of it here? Okay, 
So, so that's one place that you can do. And, and there are black pastors who are who are fighting for that. And, you know, you just do a little search on that. You can get the organization's names and and, and you can join them in this fight. But you may not have to, to look that far. We know that in the city of, of Boston, Massachusetts, there's something called the Freedom Trail. And in the Freedom Trail, there's a statue of Margaret Sanger. Right? Why not get rid of that statue of Margaret Sanger? Right? Take it on. If you live in Massachusetts, you live in the Boston area, right? There, there's a ready-made place for you to use what happened this week. Use Planned Parenthood's admission as to the unsavory things that Margaret Sanger was pushing and say, let's get this out of the freedom trail in Boston, Massachusetts. And then you look around and, and you know, Sanger also, there's also um, a tribute to Sanger in the Brooklyn, New York Museum. So let's look at the at the Brooklyn, New York Museum and see if we can't get that out of there. Let's look everywhere, okay? There, there is a, a, a Women's Hall of Fame in Seneca, New York. And in the Women's Hall of Fame is a tribute to Margaret Sanger, all right, this racist person, admitted racist by the organization she founded. Let's go to Seneca, New York. If all of you who live in, in the western part of upstate New York, let's let's get to the the uh, Women's History Museum in Seneca, New York, and let's tell them you want the, the, the Margaret Zanger part of the exhibit taken away. She doesn't deserve to be there. These are the kinds of things we're talking about. Margaret Sanger lived the, the last part of her life in Arizona, and we know that there's tributes to her in Arizona in women's museums out there. Let's get those taken away. Pro-life activism is let's, let's get Margaret Sanger taken tributes taken away. She doesn't deserve them. She was a racist. She was a eugenicist. According to Planned Parenthood, she inflicted reproductive harm on people of color. That's what Planned Parenthood says. Use these quotes. That's why these quotes are so important. Let's let's just get rid of the tributes that exist to Margaret Sanger. She doesn't deserve any of them. And now you have the organization she founded abandoning her and admitting to her racist philosophies. And let's use that admission by her organization. Who's going to defend her? Right? Who is going to come back and defend her if, the, if her own organization has backed away from her? Go out there and do it. You can do this. Find out things in your community. Find out tributes to Margaret Sanger. And they're all over the place. You know, I'm, I'm, I've mentioned just a few of them here because these are, these are you know, high-profile types of places. But you'll find exhibits at local libraries and other places in town, in cities. You know, let's get rid of all of them. Because none of them should be there, not for this woman. So that's the pro-life activism coming out of this week. You can make phone calls to these people, okay, on the Internet. Just, just get a copy of, of Planned Parenthood's press release. You go to Planned Parenthood of Greater New York, click on their press release section. The press release is right there. Everything that I read to you from the press release is right there. You can just click on it. You can copy it. You can paste it into emails. You can do whatever you want with it. All can be done from your home. 
what you can contribute to to taking this this lie about Margaret Sanger and all of the the accolades that she's gotten through the years that Planned Parenthood has now just said, nah, she didn't deserve any of them. This is the activism that that you can do. Uh, there's there's a group of black pastors who are making the, the same thing. So I don't want to claim that this is an original on my part, but. Planned Parenthood is removing the name of Margaret Sanger from the abortion facility in New York. They are not stopping the abortions. They will kill as many minority children tomorrow as they did last week when their facility was called Margaret Sanger. Okay? They're not changing what they're doing. They're just trying to improve their image by getting Margaret Sanger's name. The black pastors who who are out there and um, led by Alveda King, a niece of Dr. Martin Luther King, that uh, she is out there and she is saying changing the name of the Margaret Sanger Clinic in New York City is like changing the name of Auschwitz. It is makes no difference because they're still killing the babies there and in Auschwitz. Even if you change the name, they're still killing the Jews there. Okay. The name change is not what we want. The fact that they did it and the fact that they, they did it in such a way as to really destroy the image of Margaret Sanger is going to be helpful to us, but it's not going to save a baby. And so we still have to be out there at every clinic across the United States that commits abortions, and we have to save babies one at a time if we have to talking to women going in, bringing them to pregnancy resource centers. This doesn't change any of that. Planned Parenthood is still the number one killer of children in the United States. Last year, they said they did 345,000 abortions in the Planned Parenthood facilities. This name change doesn't change any of that. They're still killing babies. As we talk about, oh, this is going to be helpful to do this, to do that. Yes, it will. It will make the fight against Planned Parenthood easier. But the immediate aftermath, babies are still being killed. God's creations are still being destroyed inside Planned Parenthood facilities all across the country. None of that is changed. Some naming may have changed, but the killing has not and we must realize that. So in addition to all the things that I'm suggesting you do to follow up on the Margaret Sanger name and getting that, you know, tributes to her taken away from everything, do not forget that we need to be at the abortion facilities and we need to be saving babies at these abortion facilities because that's where the life and death is happening. Right? That's where God's creations are being destroyed. So let's go out there and, and you know, a two-pronged approach, if you will. One is to follow up on the admissions by Planned Parenthood and get the honors to Margaret Sanger taken down all across the United States. But the second is to keep fighting abortion in your own town, at your own killing centers. Be out there. Provide help with the pregnancy resource centers. Do everything that you can. Pray. Prayer is so important in this battle, and we stress that all the time. So pray that God will, in fact, end abortion here in the United States and around the world, that God will close down all the Planned Parenthood facilities. That's the important thing. That's what we're really after. And uh, we're now going to close our program the way that we always close our program, and that is by asking our Blessed Mother, Mother of God, 
spread the effect of grace of thy flame of love over all of humanity now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.